podcasts from the Cochrane Library, the latest evidence for healthcare decision-making. Hello, I'm Mike Clark, podcast editor for the Cochrane Library. Some patients who take pharmaceutical opioids to treat pain become dependent on them and might need to switch to medications such as opioid agonists. In September 2022, an updated Cochrane Review brought together the relevant evidence. In this podcast, addiction psychiatrist Shalina Araguni from Monash University and Turning Point in Melbourne talks with lead author Suzanne Nielsen, or Susie, from the Monash Addiction Research Centre in Australia. Hi Susie. Firstly, can you tell us a little bit about pharmaceutical opioids and how they might be harmful for some people? Hello Shalini. So pharmaceutical opioids are medicines that are commonly used for pain, but they have similar effects in the body to well-known illicit drugs like heroin. In recent years, there have been dramatic increases in pharmaceutical opioid use in some higher-income countries, and pharmaceutical drugs contribute to a substantial number of fatal overdoses. For example, here in Australia, prescription opioids cause most opioid-related deaths. That's really worrying, and that makes your review of opioid agonist treatment particularly important. So could you tell us about this therapy and why you did the review? Opioid agonist treatment involves prescribing maintenance doses of an opioid medication to remove the need to take the drug of dependence, in this case, pharmaceutical opioids. Opioid agonist treatments, which includes medications like methadone and buprenorphine, are one of the main evidence-based treatments for people who are dependent on illicit opioids. They are also commonly used for people who've become dependent on opioid medications for the treatment of pain. This makes it important to assess the evidence for their use for pharmaceutical opioid dependence, given most of the research into the effectiveness of opioid agonist treatments has come from studies conducted primarily or exclusively with people who are dependent on heroin. We wanted to see what research is available on opioid agonists specifically for the treatment of pharmaceutical opioid dependence. We look for studies of different types of full and partial opioid agonist maintenance treatments, as well as comparisons of opioid agonist maintenance treatments to placebo, detoxification, or other psychological treatments that did not involve an agonist maintenance treatment. And what types of effects were you looking for, and what sort of studies did you find? We were primarily interested in the effects of these treatments on substance use, as well as how well they keep people in treatment or retention. We also wanted to look at some other outcomes such as pain and quality of life and employment, but there was insufficient evidence for most of these secondary outcomes. So we found eight randomised control trials involving just over 700 people. Seven of the eight studies were from the US and the other was from Iran. Four of the studies directly compared different maintenance treatments, so methadone compared with buprenorphine, and four compared maintenance buprenorphine treatment with non-opioid maintenance treatment, so detoxification, brief intervention, or naltrexone. What about the quality of the evidence? Can we trust it? The overall quality was low to moderate, which means there is a need for some caution in interpreting the results. This is due to the relatively small size of some of the studies and the use of open-label designs in which participants and researchers knew which medication the person in the study was receiving. So given those cautions, what about the actual results of the trials? What did you find? We found that when comparing methadone and buprenorphine maintenance treatments, methadone may keep more people in treatment than buprenorphine, but this seems to be driven mainly by the findings of one of the four studies. We also found that people on methadone may report less opioid use than people on buprenorphine, 
Although when we compared the participants' urine tests for opioids, there was no difference between the two medicines. In the comparison of buprenorphine maintenance with other non-opioid treatments like detoxification, opioid antagonists like naltrexone or psychological treatment, we found that buprenorphine probably keeps more people in treatment and may be better at helping people reduce their opioid use. So taking all of that together, what would you say are the implications for practice from your review? So even though there is low certainty evidence favouring maintenance methadone over buprenorphine for pharmaceutical opioid dependence on some outcomes, the benefits were small and unstable. It's also important to note that the safety profile of methadone and its restricted availability in some settings means that other clinician, patient or treatment factors might help to determine which pharmacotherapy is best for an individual patient. Focusing on buprenorphine maintenance, this seems to have advantages over non-opioid agonist treatments in terms of keeping people in treatment and reducing opioid use, and these findings are consistent with the earlier version of our review. Thanks, Susie. And finally, if people would like to go off and read your review, how can they find it? Thanks, Shalini. If they go online to the CochraneLibrary.com and search for opioid agonist treatments, they'll be able to get a link to the review at the top of the list.